Welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people in their 30s try to find love. I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. And it's another Friday night where you're not on a date. You're here with us. So too Mm. bad. But you're here and we're happy you're here. Kyle, you look hot tonight. I just want to say like (sighs) you always look good. But tonight you look a particular kind of good. So you Why? must be extra disappointed to be what here with me. To, what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you trying to get? What are you trying to find out? Why can't you just let a compliment come in? I don't have any ulterior motive. I just think Jen, you're looking good. The, the hair's on point. I always love you in black. I always love uh-huh. you in black. Jen, your compliments are like Miley Cyrus and that you come in like a wrecking ball. And I... Uh, <laughs> And I feel mm. sometimes uh, when it's so exuberant that I'm like, what's what's the ulterior motive here? I, I appreciate it. I should I should just accept the compliment. I felt very gross this week. So there's why there's I'm showing my age, Jan. I'm going too gray. My hair is falling out. My paunch grows ever bigger. You know, it's just it's just getting older. You know, I think it's important, like. Kyle, you have like 1% body fat, and yet you body shame yourself every time we're together. Like, you have a nice body. I don't know why, like, I don't know what's going on there. Like, you have a nice body. I do have a mirror, Jen. I do have a mirror. Anyways, enough of my psychosis. Um (laughs) Yeah, enough of your mental breakdown. Yeah, let's get into our relationship scorecard. Yeah, let's go to the scorecard. Why don't you go first this week? Well, I, I feel at a disadvantage here because I really have nothing to report from last week. Your favorite word for me, Jen, is filibustering for yes, all of our political aficionados out there. Uh, I feel that's what I've been doing mentally here this week is filibustering myself. I feel like I've been in this constant state of inaction. And there's a bunch of different reasons for that, which is I'm, I'm allowing... A New York state of mind to kind of just slowly float away <laughs> without actually having a conversation mm, about it. To be New York state of out of mind, yeah. Sure. Neither of us have texted each other in like over a week, and I'm fine with that. It's like if it goes, it goes. I'm not. I'm not super disappointed. Mr. Wing Commander has attempted two more booty calls here this week, and I have said no. Why? Uh, to him. <sighs> Come on. Come on. We hashed this out last week. He, he laid there like a block of wood, Jen. <laughs> I might as well go cut down the poplar tree behind my house and have sex with it because it was about the same experience. Yikes. That's aggressive. That's a Yelp review in and of its own self. It's, <laughs> I, it's funny because I was thinking, I wonder if a week later, Kyle's still mad about it. And I think the <laughs> verdict is like, yeah, yeah, you're a little bit mad at the asymmetry. And I find that to be a particular brand of funny because this is women's regular lived experience, right? And you're just like, how dare, how dare. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, Meryl Streep. Yeah, two minutes. That was good for you, right? And then it goes straight out of the bed. No, it wasn't. Yeah, well, welcome to equality where we all suffer equally. (laughs) Yes, thank you. We finally reached equality where men too feel dissatisfied in the bedroom. So there, there, that's going on. And then there's just the general stress and getting prepared to go to New York City and all this other stuff that's going on in my life that I just was like, I don't want to try <laughs> this week. Today, this week was, I don't want to try. I don't want to try. I think that this is, this is not a transparent scorecard update because I think what's happening 
is you're trying to clear the slate because you're going to New York and you're going to face down your crush and you don't want to have, you want that runway to be very clear. Uh huh. I have uh, this great fear that they're going to listen to these episodes at some Uh point someday and I'm going to be mortified that it took me five fucking months to talk to them. Why? I think that's crazy. Wouldn't someone look back on these and just think, oh my goodness, this person was really, really, really into me. Like, why do we just assume that people are going to be like, okay, crazy. He would be flattered by it. Or does that maybe, am I just like Peter Pan on that He he would have to find this. I'm gesturing wildly at my face. Attractive first. So we'll find out. We'll find out when I'm in New York City. Okay, Kyle, you got to quit it. You got to quit it. I've been meaning to talk to you about this and I guess I'm just going to do it right now. You have to stop it because Uh I have, I have been bearing witness for you for weeks. Discount yourself. Like if Mm -hmm. you don't love you, how are you going to bring in love from someone else? Like this is very disconcerting to me. And I feel like in a world where we have feedback and no feed forward, I feel like this is pre-sabotage. You're like, Mm -hmm. let me sabotage myself before I even get started. So I don't have to go through the pain and experience of sabotaging myself at the end where I normally sabotage myself. Like you got to get it together here. You are a good looking man. You're a good person. People like you. Like, honestly, like nobody doesn't like Kyle. It really pisses me off, to be fair. And I I feel like you're already like, I'm not worthy. I'm not good. You put all that energy out there. You might as well go to New Jersey instead of New York. You're going to have the same amount of bad time. Better pizza, though. So there's that. Um, oh, that is true. Isn't that true? Just to, to date myself, maybe what I need is to get like a full length mirror. And do the Stuart Smiley thing from Saturday Night Live. And it's like, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. Just to pump myself up. Yeah. That TikTok makes itself, honestly. Jen, what's your relationships looking like? I guess relationship, not plural. Well, I'm in real trouble. I'm in real (laughs) trouble. So for those of you guys who follow us on uh, our social channels, like TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, You'll know that this this guy that I've been going on dates with, who looks strikingly like Jesus, we've referred to him as Jesus now for 36 episodes. He's starting to get kind of like a cult following of people. I don't know, what would we call them? The I disciples? am the leader of his subreddit. Can I just say that? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm kind of getting some feedback now. Like I'm kind of getting some pushback. There's been some comments, um, especially about the statement that I made last time about being a collector of red flags when it comes to Jesus. And mm-hmm. some people have bitten back and been like, um, listen, I like what I'm hearing about Jesus. If you don't, maybe you should just pluck that fish back in the sea for somebody else. So I've kind of been challenged a little bit on um, my relationship or relationship, depending on the day with with Jesus. So in the in the spirit of our of our listeners really kind of defining the content of this podcast, you know, I think we should talk about red flags a little bit more because I did say last week I'm I'm the I'm collecting red flags when it comes to this guy. And I don't think I need to be a collector. I think I maybe just one's enough. Red flags. I've I've been thinking about red flags. I've been letting it percolate in my mind for kind of a long time. And this this pod has been all over it, right, Kyle? Like we've talked about um like deal breakers, we've talked about expectations, we've talked about mm-hmm. like we've kind of been here, there, and everywhere around red flags. And I have to admit, red flag content on TikTok is some of my favorite content. I could scroll on that all night and I pretty sure I have. We took it to Reddit a few weeks ago and asked, what are relationship red flags for you? And we got a pretty good list, Kyle, didn't we? Yeah, there's a, uh, a bunch of them here. So one was not respecting your time. Time was a big one. Not mm-hmm. showing up on time, making you wait, wasting your time, 
the argument there that it shows a lack of respect for you and a value to your time. And I remember when we were doing um, questions that women asked of men when we did the panel with, with some of our guy friends, and you revealed in that episode that you'll wait forever. And I was like, no, thank you. Like if you waited, you said you once waited 45 minutes, I would be on the yes. next date already at 45 minutes in. <laughs> I might even pick up like, someone from the bar. Like, do you want to sit down and talk for a bit? Yeah. And just for continuity's sake, can you refer to yourself as Gary? Just because... <laughs> I just want the cohesion of the evening. Somebody said uh, any type of ADHD is a red flag. I don't know what that means. I, I, I feel yeah, like that's I would want to unpack that a little bit. but Yeah, I think so. Uh, putting people... This was such a big one. Putting you down as a joke. People like who, putting, you know, make a joke at make a joke at their partner's expense. Gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. Like as a way to... Like, I don't know if the partner was just like, oh, yeah, you're stupid. Like, I don't even know how you learned to read. Or I once did this and got called on the carpet about it. I dated someone who went to DeVry. And of course, you know, those of you who know this, sure. I went to an Ivy League school. And I once just said, yeah, no, I went to, I went to Johns Hopkins. And this is, my, this is my boyfriend. He went to DeVry, class of February. And that was not well received. So there you go. Um, I think, okay, can, a, can I just say though? Can I just say this quality joke construction? I just need to say if that. You, but, if you laughed at that, you're a terrible person. Well, sign me up. I mean, I can only speak from my own experience here and what I value in a partner. Definitely, if the put downs or the jokes are entirely lopsided or get increasingly more mean. I'm down with this quote. I think some gentle teasing back and forth is perfectly fine in a relationship. Oh, for sure. Though. For sure. You can't take yourself too seriously. Has anyone ever like, like said anything really mean about you that you've been dating? Mm, not that I've been dating. A friend did once and I felt very offended. <laughs> well, the psychic says that based on your star sign, you really hold those things tight to your chest. Do you think that's true? Jen, I remember embarrassing things that happened to me in second grade. I have flashbacks to elementary school when I said or did dumb things. Yes, I held yes. on to them. I know everything. <laughs> any slight that someone has given to me or any dumb thing I have done to somebody else, I remember that. Is it just me? Because this could be just maybe let me down gently if it is just me. Do you ever like highlight reel them where you just go from one to one to one to one? I yeah. usually do it at night laying in bed. Like, do you do the highlight reel? Yeah, it's usually sung by um, Sarah McLaughlin's In the Arms of an Angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the in memoriam to your dignity in memoriam to the oscars and stuff and it's just like me at four years old being like you're dumb it's like me crying in the audience as i'm watching it Aww. back Aww, in the arms of an angel <laughs> yeah and you know when it's bad when the song has to do two extra choruses so many things have gone wrong um uh, what else did we get we said um you being their type as being like oh, a yeah, fetish yeah. This actually happened to my girlfriend. My girlfriend was really dating this this guy that she really, really liked. I wasn't a huge fan, but I, I'm never a fan of my girlfriend's boyfriends. I think it's jealousy. And she, and he was, we were just out and he's like, yeah, I got such a thing for fat chicks. And I was like, oh, well, now yeah, I'm justified is, to hate you. Th this, yeah, I know. I mean, this is a hard one, especially if you're on the receiving end of that. Like you discover, oh, I am just like this weird fetish that you have and that's really the only reason why you're in a relationship with me you have unfortunately come across a friend of mine that is now also becoming friendly with you which is the worst the worst situation for me uh, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> 
But regardless. He'll be guest starring on this podcast with me the minute you're unavailable. I love it. So you better not get sick or busy or. Here's the thing is that I, in, in quick succession, had a bunch of dates with a bunch of Asian men. And I was I was called out on this. It's like, is this a sort of like fetish thing? It's like, no, that's just that's literally the people I'm matching with on like Tinder and stuff like that. I can't help who also swipe swipes right on me. What else did we have? Um people said uh serious inconsistencies about their insecurities. Have you ever dated someone who simultaneously has low and high self-esteem? I have. It's exhausting. It's like riding a roller coaster. In the beginning, you're like, this is thrilling. And then you go through the phases where you're like, I want to get off. I'm barfing on myself. It's, it's isn't that, real. Is, doesn't that basically describe your podcast partner? No. Is that you? <laughs> Do you think that you simultaneously have high self-esteem and low self-esteem? I think I simultaneously hate myself and I'm a supreme narcissist. Yes. Really? Well, that Tinder bio writes itself, We honestly. can unpack that later. We will. I'm making a note. Join us next week. <laughs> so I like, this was an interesting one that, that was submitted almost as soon as we posted the question. It says, making fun of you for the things that you like, like your music and your hobbies. You know, weird comments about like the way you look and the way you mm-hmm. are. And I, get, I got thinking about how in the, t- in the t- list of 10 things that you came up with, which I think is... Honestly, Kyle, your best work. I think we could all take that list and take it on. And just to just to inform the audience, if this is their first episode, this is the list of 10 things that I was tasked with creating for like my ideal partner. I'm putting it out into the world. These 10 things I'm trying to attract to myself over the next year. Yes. And my favorite thing on that list was you want to be with some someone who loves that you love things <laughs> and they themselves love loving things. And I think it, it is a huge red. I think that that's pretty universal thing that we're all looking for. So I think it is a red flag when someone is like, I'm going to discount something that you really like. You are my partner to the ballet for the entire season. And I'm going to make you go next season, courtesy of the Alberta Ballet, not yet a sponsor, but should be. And we we go to the ballet together. And I remember asking Jesus, would you like to go to the ballet? And he's like, oh, I would. But I think I have hemorrhoids coming on. Like you tried so hard to get out of it. And my uh, my husband as a gift, the first year we were married, that very first Christmas bought me season ticket. And I want you all to hear what I'm saying, because it was a single ticket that was me having to go by myself five times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's fine. I made friends with the season ticket ho- ticket holders um, that sat around me, but it was... um it sparked some conversation from the other men that were there who were like, why does he doesn't have to be here? Why do I have to be here? And did you say, shut up, you're about to watch Swan Lake? <laughs> exactly. I will say that like one of the things that I love, and Kyle can attest to this because he's at the ballet with me now. I love the ballet. Like I spend weeks curating just the right look for the ballet, little hats and things and what, mm-hmm. everything. Well, Kyle can attest to it. And I, you I show thought the up, mink stole was a little bit much the last time we went. but. <laughs> That's right. Especially because it was all I had on. Tastefully placed, I will of, say. But it's a lot of children there. But you know, like, I, like, don't talk, be on time, have a glass of wine. Like, I have a lot of rules about it. And if someone were to just poke fun at that, I think that would be kind of a big red flag for me. I'd just be like, ah, no thanks. No thanks. If you don't yeah. love the things that I love or respect that I love the things that I love. I don't know. I don't know. I could go about this all day. I'm like that with, of course, professional wrestling matches that I go to. There's a specific seat I like to sit in. People have to be quiet around me. Only partly a joke. But B to that, this is my favorite thing. That is partly why I wrote it on that list. I 
get so energetic when people get enthusiastic about whatever their thing is. I don't even care what their thing is. It's like model trains or I don't know, insert your weird uh, hobby that you have here. It is so fun to watch someone's like light a face light up and be like, I'm so enthusiastic about this thing. I know our mutual, maybe enemy frenemy, uh, Dave Young. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk about Dave on this podcast. We don't hates, talk about Dave. Dave hates the Academy Awards to such an obnoxious degree that he makes fun of me about how enthusiastic I get. And uh, to that, I say, you don't get it, man. Stop making fun of me. Yeah, it's not for you. It's like I remember when you guys did the movie review for Runaway Bride and he's like, mm. I don't I don't buy the Richard Gear. I'm like, this movie is not for you, Dave. This movie is for all the women that liked Pretty Woman that want to watch Richard Gear and Julia Roberts wear a bunch of fabulous clothes and fall in love again. This is not for you, Dave. This is for the women who work a 75 hour work week or just don't have time to watch Memento every weekend. I just it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Ah, I can't talk about Dave. What do you think about people who repeatedly say, I'm the most loyal person you'll ever meet? Is that a red flag for you? I think there's, if anyone has to repeatedly tell you anything, about themselves it's kind of a red flag it's it's essentially someone coming up to you and saying listen i'm the most humble person you're ever going to meet in your entire life you would not <laughs> yes. imagine anyone else who's humble i am more humble than they the are the most humble yeah yeah Yikes. it's like it's like that thing it's like i'm so loyal i'm so i'm the most loyal person in the world as soon as you keep saying that i become suspicious about why you need to say it so much we had two that i thought were really good here around um people who just got out of a long-term relationship like five minutes ago and are now in a relationship with you and also people who are like future faking and trying to take the relationship to the next level too quickly a lot mm -hmm. of people felt like those were like instant red flags and i just want to say um i do that do you or do you like drag your feet you have been dating someone for seven months now and you're We've still saying going that you're going on, on dates. dates yeah i don't think i don't think anyone i don't think anyone would make the argument that you're moving too fast <laughs> oh no i yeah but no like i i was dating someone else like i was i was dating someone else for a long time and then i like mm -hmm. kind of went from it was not my intention it was not my intention i have to say when we first met I was like, hi, I want to have fun this summer. You're the first one. Mm -hmm. He was like, okay. Like, that's how it started. And then he started to do charming stuff. And then he mm -hmm. was like consistent. He did. Frankly, this is his fault. Honestly, this is his fault. <laughs> he was like kind and like planned fun things and like made me laugh too much. This is his fault. This is his fault. I'm not, I accept no responsibility on this. See, this is, this is my biggest fear of me going on this quest of finding a long-term relationship, moving way too fast. Because when I, if I get into that situation, I'm going to want to go from basically zero to a hundred. And I'll basically yeah, be like, do that. it'll be like seven weeks in and I'll be like that, that I don't know if you even know what I'm going to be talking about here. That meme of, of the uh, animated guy looking at a butterfly and being like, is this true love? Like that's basically what I'm going to be. Okay. I'm not familiar with that meme and pull mm -hmm. it together. But I like you can't even I'm not worried about like you being seven weeks in and, and being like, I think I found my soulmate. I'm worried about you getting to the first week. <laughs> Is that an unrealistic concern that I have? Sure. Yeah. This list was filled with like a lot of big themes here, like people not ha being happy for your success. The people that they surround themselves with. One person just put red flag equals trashy friends. 
Do you agree mm. with that? Do you think that the friends qualify the... If there is a, if there's one friend that I have, like, I don't know, an arched eyebrow over, I could probably let it pass. If it's the majority of their <laughs> friends, yeah, I think that would be. I think it would be a bit of a red flag for me. Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure about this because I had a really, really good friend who just happened to collect a lot of, like, orphan friends. Like, a lot of just random people. And I was like, this is an odd collection of people. But we were good friends. But I have to say, like, I finally got to now meet your friend group. A select version of my friend group, yes. I think I was more surprised, not about getting to meet your friend group, but that you would allow me to to be with your friend group. I think the person that you were probably just like, hey, this is this is Jan. I did have to give them a dossier of you suggested topics and like avoid these uh, phrases and... I have to say that I a had a, I had a boyfriend. Jen. I had a boyfriend in, in uh, my first year of college that was so off the wall. I remember uttering the words... Just talk about neutral things like hand towels. Switzerland? Like don't talk about, just resist the urge to be yourself. <laughs> and I was oh, like, God, oh, this, bad. This, this might be bad. This might be done. So when we look at kind of the things that we talked about here, like how do you do on the red flag report card? Anything on this list that you might be derelict in being a red flag to someone else yourself? Sorry, um, like things that I do. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been focusing so much about like meeting someone or dating someone and they have these red flags, meeting someone and having big expectations. But like when you look at this list of people that a list of things that people submitted to, to Reddit, are you a red flag of any of these things? Do you do any of these things? I will bring it back about possibly trying to move the relationship too quickly. Uh, there's a certain folder on my phone that I don't want them to look in. <gasps> Anything under tax no, returns, I, 1999. Right, right. I ran contra, do not look. <laughs> the only big one I have to say that I'm being serious about is, I, I again, I wanted to unpack this a little bit, which is the one that is just labeled ADHD. I don't like to have that, such a broad brush because that is a that's a variety mm -hmm. of different, very real conditions. I, I do have a bad habit of getting distracted with different aspects of my life. Like it is very easy for me to become so tunnel vision focused on something that I forget to do things like call people. I just realized last night that I had not talked to my parents in six weeks and Ooh. had missed my dad's birthday. Like <gasps> I had, I had completely been focused on all this other stuff. I'm like, oh shit, dang it. I forget all this stuff that I was supposed to do because I was so focused on something else. And my worry would Oops. be that I would do that to a partner without meaning to, right? It would not be like a... Mm -hmm a consciously negative thing I was doing. It's just like, I am in it and I've totally forgotten everything else. I have to say that I, I am often like, I'm terrible about like remembering dates and like marking occasions. And I went over to Jesus's place the other day and there was a cake on the counter and I just froze. I just mm. froze. And he looked at me and smiled sweetly and said, you didn't miss anything. I just know you like that cake. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> he cute. knew right away that I was like trying to go through. The, I was like, is it? Oh, God. Oh, is God. Is it a half month anniversary? Like, what's going on? I was on? like, is it? I'm like, birthdays, religious holidays, commemorative something, international something day. Like, and he's like, just he's like, stop. I stop. I just know that you like strawberry shortcake. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, yes, I do. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was already <laughs> in your mouth. Thank, thank you. <laughs> like, so sorry. Uh, I have to say that I owe like a genuine apology 
to Jesus uh, and the disciples that are advocates mm-hmm. for Jesus uh, who listen to this pod. I am a cavalcade of red flags. I meet almost all of these. I can be accused of so many of these things. So it's probably a good activity that we check ourselves. And on that super sad note, let's go to the fishbowl. We don't have a huge fishbowl here this week, but we have some great questions that have been provided by the listeners of our podcast. So we do have keys. Yeah, let me just take out my keys here. Here's the first question, Jen. Everybody says that you'll know if a red flag is a deal breaker if I just trust my gut. Yeah, okay. That sounds easy, except I literally think at 28, I don't know how to do that. I'm asking the two of you on behalf of all people like me, how do I trust my gut? I'm not going to be any help because I think my gut lies to me sometimes. This is a terrible, this is a terribly hard question. Oh, I think this might be the hardest question we've ever had in the bowl. Kala, (laughs) can you think of a question that's been harder than this one? Okay, let me give it this unqualified crack. You have to understand the difference between instinct and fear. And you have to remember that fear in its most primitive form is what has kept us alive, right? Fear kept us making good decisions, kept us from being eaten by saber-toothed tigers. But in 2022 and beyond, fear is like a selfish child. They'll try to get whatever they can get and hold on to it. So fear provides controls in our life, but if we let fear run rapid, then I think the fear begins to control us. And when the fear begins to control us, I think we lose touch with our instincts. I, that, mm-hmm. Did that sound smart? I, did that sound, does that even sound coherent? It sounded like someone who went to DeVry to me, but... <laughs> oh God. Class of February. So I think, that, I think that what has to happen is you have to first get in touch with your, your fear by asking yourself the question like, do I feel uncomfortable with this because I fear fearful of what could happen or m- might happen? Like, do I, fear, do I fear something here? And if the answer is no, then, you're, then you are just left with your gut. But I think 90% of the time, you're going to be able to check yourself and say that this is, this is fear that's guiding mm-hmm. my decision, right? Not not my instincts. Yeah. And I think you have to be careful to not let fear dictate your life, says the person who has done that for a lot of his life. But yeah, agrees, says the girl who lets it do the same to her as well. But (laughs) I I always sometimes I have to step back very often in my life and straight up ask myself the question, if you get to live to be 90 years old, are you going to regret not trying this? Or are you going to be glad that you didn't? And very often it's like, no, I do want to try and just see where this goes and see what happens. Now, the only addition I'm going to add on to this question, and I'm going to be upfront. I know this isn't technically what you're asking, but just in the area of trusting your gut or trusting your instincts, however you want to phrase that, if you ever get what I call like the ick feeling from somebody or a room you're walking into, or a house that you happen to be inside of, trust it. Get out. Leave. Um, I yeah. do think that there's something to be said about the, the deep-seated like lizard brain that we still have that can sometimes pick up on bad vibes before we even know what that's, what that's about. So if the ick factor is there, like it's an actual like revulsion thing, get out. Yeah, and I think that we also have to ask the question, like, would I continue to pursue this if I did not fear the consequences of failing? Right. You know, my my dad showed me a video of, a little while ago because my dad is exploring the vast world of of YouTube. And he follows this man who has a motorcycle blog. My dad rides a 
rides a bike. Phenomenal. So. And the guy is on this motorcycle trip in this super old, decrepit motorcycle. And someone just says, like, you don't, like, what do you do? Like, you're driving, you're riding all around. What if you break down in this old piece of shit? And he's like, hmm, I don't feel the, I don't fear the consequence of this decision. And mm. I don't know what it was about hearing that. Like, the blog is terrible. Yeah, but I don't know what it was tears. about. No, I didn't break down into tears. But I just, I just thought, like, I think that that message reached me at just a time when I was just really open and ready to hear it. Mm. And this is something that I'm really trying to aspire to do is like, can I step back and say, do I fear the consequences of losing this thing? And if the answer is yes, then I really have to ask a whole lot of questions. But if I can confidently say like, no, I don't fear the consequences of pursuing this thing or losing this thing, and it has to be both, then I think you are trusting your gut that you're ready for something. I'm struck by the fact that this question is asking like, it's not a specific example. It's just saying like, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to trust myself, which I do have to also say my cousin's daughter, when she was eight years old, we were at a family function and I was like, hey, Claire, how are you? And she's like, oh, I'm really good. And I was like, what are you up to? And she was like, oh, I'm learning to trust myself. <laughs> that, that was such a remarkably honest thing to say. I just thought, oh my God, at, you know, at 39, I could say that myself. Like, how are you doing, Jen? Oh, good. I'm just, what are you working on? Well, I'm learning to trust myself. Do you want to teach me? To, to do that <laughs> yeah exactly do you have any wisdom at eight years old that you want to pass on to me because i do think we get worse at it over time um uh, but listen i think that this is a really honest question because i think it's something that we really all do struggle with but i think that you have to it's a combination of saying like you know is this my fear and then also asking do you fear the consequences of ga of pursuing this thing or letting go of this thing depending on what the thing is because it's not specific in the question mm -hmm. but this was a really thought-provoking question to the person who submitted this thank you very much what a qualified bowl. Here's the next question. It says, I think Jen will love this question. I'm hard on people. I call out red mm. flags as much as she does. But then when I think of my own, I realize that to someone else, I'm also a series of red flags. My question is, are red flags ever a point system? Like, I have six, you have five, so we're okay to carry on. What do you think, Jen? Oh, well, I think it depends. Okay, I do love this question. I do love this question. I think I made this point earlier, but I think it depends what the red flags are because yeah. in a in a trivial nature, it can be, it, I, I do think it does work. Like, yeah, you never empty the dishwasher, but I take out my contacts and put them on the hardwood floor in the middle of the night. Not that right, that's right. not a super real example. And you're kind of like, listen, you do little things that annoy me. <laughs> you, you collect human skin and I sleep in sometimes, <laughs> you know, red flag, red flag. Yeah, but if it's a toxic, like, you, you know, you hit our cat with your car when I was mad at you, but you, hmm. you know, beat me on Friday afternoons. Like if we're talking about like violence yeah, and yeah, assault yeah. and aggression and things that are genuinely toxic, then you're Sid and Nancy. And then your point system only ends like Thelma and Louise style. I think it's pretty bad. And I think we have to do maybe a better job here, Kyle, of saying that there's a, a wide canyon between the red flags of oh man, like he's not super consistent about opening doors for me. And the red flags of, gee, I, I wish he would stop being violent or having anger outbursts. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. There, there's a huge, huge difference between those two, those two extremes. I do think that they're hitting in something here, which is when we talk about red flags, I think it can sometimes be easy to be like, well, I have none and they have a couple. So how do I like uh, whatever it is? How do I how do I make this work? It's just a lack of situational awareness. 
Are there well, still people sure. out there that are like, you know, I, he has this many and I have none or she has this many and I have none. Are there still people that are that? I'm, I'm convinced there probably are. But I think, is I think also. Is it our friend Dave? <laughs> is it, no. I, yeah, it's Dave. <laughs> uh, but I will also say, though, too, what can often happen is that when we say red flags, we automatically think these are all negative things that have to be overcome. And I think it's important to understand, like, one person's red flag might be another person's like, I didn't even notice this was a thing. Like, I didn't even know that oh, this was sure. right. Uh, something I should be for aware sure. of. But I just do want to, I agree with what you said, but I just do want to pause and say that if your red flags that you're negotiating in your relationship are things that threaten your safety mm-hmm. or your well-being, physical, mental, psychosocial, or otherwise, they are not red flags. They are exits. Take mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can a red flag be overcome? Like, should you engage with a red flag and try to solve it? Maybe make it a yellow flag or something. Um, yeah, to all the reformers out there, I'm going to meet a man and I'm going to change him or I'm going to meet a girl and try to change her. You know, best of luck on that unnecessary mm-hmm. Everest. I think that the, the work has to exist with you before it can exist with the other person. I do think carrying on what you said about the last... The last question, like you can say, like when you pick your nose in public, it like really, I think is not good just as a situational awareness piece. But then it's ultimately up to you to lay awake at night like the rest of us do and say, do I really want to love this nose picker? Because at the end of the day, it's up to you. My college friend Kim used to make a statement that used to hurt, hurt my feelings when I heard it until I realized like how true it was. And she said, I love watching you date someone new. And I was like, why? Because I'm so friendly and in love. And she's like, no, because slowly they turn into the Eddie Bauer catalog. <laughs> by, the, by the end, they all look the same. You make them all look the same. You mold them. And I, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. I want to spend that time working on myself. You know, flash forward to now where I'm dating, going on dates with Jesus, mm-hmm. who dresses like Axl Rose on Valentine's Day and is a mess. But you know, I don't want to change him. And I think that's a maturing and a settling in process because you're like, I don't want him to change me. Like if he were Mm -hmm. to be like, how come you got to wear makeup every day? I'd be like, oh God. Oh no. (laughs) Well, I think, I think this is hitting into something that maybe I'm just realizing. I think when we talk about overcoming a red flag, you, I think have essentially two different choices, which is either one, that person actually does stop doing the red flag behavior or B you accept it that you kind of just have to put it on kind of like what you said, where is this something I can live with? Is this nose picker the person I want to fall in love with and, and spend the rest of my life with? Or is it like, no episode nose pickers (laughs) or, or is this actually a red flag guiding me towards the exit. Like, what, what is this actually here for? Um, and, I, and it's going to be different for every person. Some, I think you're going to be like, you know what? Even though this is a red flag, I can accept it and I can move on. Or no, I can't. And then it's up to you if you want to continue on with the relationship. Have you ever been in a relationship where you've had a red flag and you've managed to reform it? No. Like you've managed to just surf? Yeah, me neither. And God knows I've done the legwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think this is a piece of advice. It's like good in theory, uh, unproven in execution, right? Cannot yeah, be yeah. replicated in a study. Jen, here's the last question. Is saying I love you too soon a red flag? 
for me or for everybody? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I, as with any question that gets sent into us, I always want to unpack what people mean. So I don't know what too soon means. Like on first date. Yes. I think that might be a bit too soon, but what's the soonest that you have said, I love you. I have never said I love you to another human being in my entire life. And that is a, a true fact. That can't be true because you have parents and siblings. I mean, in a romantic situation, in a romantic situation. Although You've even never... my parents and us don't say I love you to each other. So that's just maybe. Oh, the, God, my, we don't do the that. Family. We don't yeah. do that. And in fact, when we hear it, we're like, are you dying? Like, it feels so jarring. It feels like outside <laughs> of the. I remember I told my grandmother, my dad's mom once, I was like, I love you. And she was like, oh, we don't need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Why isn't your life a sitcom, Jan? Someone (laughs) needs to write your life. Growing up Sanford. Uh, Yeah, growing up Sanford. The new NBC sitcom. We can't call it Sanford and Son. That's been taken. And it was very racially motivated. (laughs) I, okay, for me, which I appreciate that I'm outside of the grain here. Saying I love you is not a red flag to me. Constantly being expected to say I love Mm. you too in response. Yes, yeah. Bugs me. In my last long-term relationship, which was, you know, the road to hell every day, um, he, he would say I love you. And I was like, thank you. Like I just, it felt too insincere to say it back like that. And then I would take opportunities to say it first. It's not like I never said it, but it just felt so like, and then he would look and wait. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, so this throat. was an, this was an activity <laughs> in me having to express my love for you. I, it felt so insincere, but that relationship was garbage. Like I come into, I love you funny when I was married. I think I said it before I meant it. And then in my second relationship, I was so nervous that I, and then I hated the reciprocity of it. Jesus has said it to me. And I have mm. said it in response to him just to, you know, tip the hat on that mm. relationship. I remember exactly how it happened because it was one of the most charming, you talk about sitcom, it was one of the most charming moments of, of I think, the, the time that we spent together. Was this before or after he had the Axl Rose bandana on? It was obviously before because <laughs> I, was, I was baited in by his charm. <laughs> And now the switch has occurred and he's like, hi, I dress like this now. And I'm like, Kate, sometimes I see how he's dressed and I'm like, is this you testing how much I love you? Like, is this a test? Mm-hmm. This feels like a test to be like, <laughs> I'm going to put this yeah. on and see if she stays. Yeah. I remember sitting on his couch and turning and facing him, which is some of my favorite moments in relationships where you're so into each other that you sit and turn and face each other constantly. And I said, like, listen, I have sort of an issue here. I have a problem. And he's like, okay, go ahead. And I was like, I had intended to sort of just enjoy the summer with you. Now it's the fall. Now it's the winter. And I just want to try to articulate that, um, like, I like you more than I should. And I don't really know how to reconcile that. Like, I'm just like trying to be this logic. And he's just looking and looking right at me. And I was like, I think that you, I need you to hear me say that I think what I signed up for and kind of led you to believe we were going to be in the beginning, I'm struggling to deliver upon because I really enjoy the time that I spend with you. And I'm really starting to like you more than I should. And he just looked right at me and said, "Ah, I love you too. <laughs> and I thought that was yeah I know it was like a super charming moment it was without without a doubt one of the most and then it still took me months to say it I I was like because I'm such a but ch- is it ch- I mean I know you just told the story of like your your previous relationship here too 
Is it easy for you to say those words to somebody else? No, it's very, very difficult. And I'm the same way with I love you as I am with human touch. Like, I don't Mm. like to be touched. I don't like to be hugged. I don't like to be like, I don't like people putting their hands on my shoulders. I, I just, even from my own parents and my family, I really, really don't. I really don't like to be touched. It's probably why we're such good friends because you would probably die before you'd ever like reach out. And I gave you a hug the other day and you just looked like you wanted to peel off your own skin, which was kind of a social experiment on my part. But I was like, it's funny because one second, one second into the hug, I was like, we are never going to hug ever again. You are misrepresenting what happened. You came at me with arms open. I'm like, is this happening? Because this is a very non-Gen Sanford thing to be happy right now. And then you grabbed a hold of me and I was like, am I so, what's happening? Am I supposed to reciprocate this it's like i've never hugged a person in my life before my yeah you does not look, stood there like a you stood there like a statue and i knew I, it was great because when thing. i backed up and i looked over at this couple next to us they were like <laughs> like the look on their face was like <laughs> this oh isn't gonna god last. that was awkward i crave human touch i love it it's one of my love languages but i also restrict it to certain people yes <laughs> And I and, have learned this week that I'm not one of them. Well, not yet. Like I have no problem doing it, and I wish I could what do, you do mean it yet. M- what kind of a what kind of a threshold do I have to pass to get a hug from you? You you, you snuck up on me with this. I was not prepared mentally for the. No, hug No, I happen, didn't. Jen. I slowly walked up. That is such bullshit. I slowly no, that's what walked I mean. up like, toward you've you. Never done this over in a my one minute life. period of time with my arms outstretched. You had every opportunity to I be like. I thought you might have just been airing out your coat or something like that i didn't know you were trying to go for a hug necessarily i thought you were airing out your coat well isn't that gonna go into the end of the year highlight reel (laughs) this is gonna try to defer now now i would like to get back on track because this is hell this is my problem jen is that i want to be better at accepting other people like touching me as in like hugs shoulder pats, whatever it happens to be. And for whatever reason, as soon as it happens, I clam up. And it's a bad character instinct on my part because I want to be able to do it more. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a bit of a mental block for me. So just so I know and our listeners mm-hmm. know, because we seem to keep going places and they're like, oh my God, I recognize that voice. Are you Kyle Marshall? It's so mm-hmm. funny because when we go out together, they recognize the look of me. They're like, you look like, I like your dress. I like your, I know you, but they, it's, you are sound. They hear you yes. and they're, they know who you are. That's so weird. Probably just because they tune out my harpy ass voice, but <laughs> like in the future, am I to hug you? Like, am I part of like your like re social rehabilitation program? Yeah. I'm never going to turn it down. Let's put it that are way. Are you sure? Cause you've, you look like you fucking want to do the <laughs> You, you, I cannot put into words effectively how you caught me off guard with it. I was like, oh, I didn't think I this was our slowly I did not know this was a thing. Yeah, but we never my done arms it before. Outstretched. You're crazy. It'd be You're like if crazy. I showed up at your house in like nothing but a bathing suit and a towel. It's like, let's go to the surf. And then you're like, what are you talking about? What is happening? I would be like, all right, let's go. That's terrible. That's a terrible example. You know, I'd be down for whatever. I'd be like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I just think like this is where I have to really ask myself a lot of questions about the decisions I've made in my life. But this is my job now, socially reforming the touch aspect of Kyle Marshall. Mm-hmm. I, in the words of Seal Magnolias, I have found it. This is hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
You can submit your questions to the fishbowl. Uh, visit our website. Somebody date Jen and Kyle. That's jenn.com. And you'll see a fishbowl. And you just pop your questions right in there. Don't want to use the website? That's okay. Technology is hard. You can use a different form of technology. Send us an email. Somebody date Jen and Kyle at gmail.com. I read them. It keeps me up at night. It keeps me moving forward on a bad day. When Kyle won't reciprocate a hug, I'm like, that's fine. I have the Gmail to keep me company. Send us a note. If it's good, we might call you. I think we should have started with a firm handshake. I think that's what we should have started <laughs> off with and slowly built ourselves up. Oh my God. That's the fishbowl. Let's go to the burning question. The burning question this week is this. What is the greatest red flag of all? And I want to qualify it this way. Aside from violence, you can't pick violence because as, as we've, as we've mm -hmm. negotiated and determined and decided as a collective, acts of violence and abuse and aggression are not red flags. They are exit doors. Take them. I wanted to share this with you. And um, if you think that Kyle had a cringeworthy moment with me trying to hug him, this will make him want to peel his skin off. It was at, geez, I, this, I'm in so much trouble for telling the story. I was explicitly asked not to tell this. So that's a oh. red flag. That's a yeah, red that's flag, a red for flag right there. Jesus is naked. But for content purposes, please continue telling it. <laughs> that's right. Obviously. Jesus is naked. I think he's getting in the shower or something. And he lays on the bed and he tucks his knees up and he's like, is there something on my butt? And as I walked toward it, he farted. Just your open worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare. Ass farted. Now, if you've been following me for 36 weeks, you know, even when we shot the promo, I said, if you fart in the vicinity of me, I want to pretend I do not know you. And I feel like this was a bit of a shit test. And that to me is what the red flag is. It's not the farting that is the, although egregious, I freaked out and left and didn't talk to him for five days. <laughs> I was like, I will ice you. I need to really think about this. Because you have to also imagine, like, I want to be with a man who's, like, polite and kind and has manners. And I have had to work with Jesus on things like, you got to mm -hmm. open a door, man. I go through first. Like, I, come on, work with me. Yeah, um, I think if you're wanting me to answer the question of, like, the greatest red flag of all, it's always going to come down to, like, attitude or mo mostly the way you treat other people. Because it's one thing to be in a relationship and see someone's, quote unquote, like, good side. They're trying to be charming and, like, get to know you and hopefully begin a relationship. But if they're, like, rude and awful to, like, the wait staff and to their friends and to mm -hmm. random people, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be here. Part and parcel with that would be, I think, a big red flag to me would be how do they behave under pressure? Mm. Like when the stress is on and things aren't going their way and you're in tight corners and like to me that that and they if they lose it, that to me is a red flag under pressure. Mm -hmm. How are you under pressure? I have to say that there was um, Red Book magazine, which is now, you know, trying to have a digital presence. They had a gallery of 57 red flags. And I want to tell you, I clicked through all 57 plus 14 ads. That's how committed I am to this podcast. Kyle. You gave them some good ad revenue just by yourself. Totally. I laughed when I got to the end because they said chiefly among them is this greatest red flag of all. Oh, I can't wait. Refusing to go Facebook official. And that is when I realized how fucking old I am. Jen, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was this, was this article written in uh, 2007? Who goes Why? Facebook official anymore? What, what are they talking about? This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. There's also ads for happy anniversary. Get your lover a fax machine. Uh, that's the burning question. If you have a burning question of your own, again, reach us out on, uh, on social. We're on TikTok. 
Twitter and Instagram at somebody date, or you can visit our website, somebody date, That's Jen double N or send us an email. Somebody date, Jen and Kyle at gmail.com. We read them. They come right to us and they form this podcast so that we can be a community of people who are looking for love and some of us finding it. Of course, some of us being neither one of us. <laughs> this has been an episode of Somebody Date Jen and Kyle. We are Jen and Kyle. We'll see you next Friday. In the meantime, good luck. Stay safe. We love you. We want to hug you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.